fraternal greetings and a warm welcome to India's first and only Freemasonic podcast, The Ashlers, a unique podcast that is hosted by Masons aiming to share information and the timeless wisdom around Freemasonry with the rest of the world, thus sharing the light of Masonry far and wide. As a disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions shared by the hosts and participants on the Ashlers is solely their own and thus do not represent any official positions or proclamations of any Grand Lords thereof. Be assured that best efforts have been made to keep the conversations and presentations on the level for brethren and non-Masons alike. Hello and welcome everyone to yet another episode of The Ashlers. Now I know what you guys might be thinking that it's been a while and probably we forgot about this. Well, the answer is no. We definitely have not forgotten you and we have not forgotten our commitment to spread the light of masonry to the world from masons. Um, Now that being said, what caused the delay by the way? Well, as you know, India is a country which is a melting pot of cultures many many different kinds of traditions and whatnot and towards the end of this year a lot of magical things happen when i say magical i mean festivities that kept us busy obviously work is something that keeps sucking our blood away so (laughs) that was another part of it but beyond that there was something that kept me especially very busy and that is what this entire episode is dedicated for. This is a special episode, uh, listeners. And I hope this will give you not just insight into a facet of masonry, but also help you understand what goes into you know, celebrating such important milestones. We celebrated something called the centenary year of a lodge. The lodge is Lodge Star of the South, number 101, under the Grand Lodge of India. That's a lodge I belong to. And we have a very special guest and also a very special friend of mine, uh, Worshipful Brother Mahindra Patel, who is the Worshipful Master of that Lodge and also fortunately happens to be the ruling master of the Lodge in this very special year where the Lodge has completed 100 years. So a very, very warm welcome from Rinesh and myself to you, Brother uh, Mahindra Patel. How are you doing? Uh, Thank you, uh... Uh, Rinesh and uh, Shishesh for uh, having uh, got me onto this, uh, calling me for this uh, episode of your Ashlers. It is a privilege to greet warm fraternal greetings on behalf of the Brethren of Large Star of the South, number 101, to the Grand Lodge of India, to you and all the listeners. Great. Thank you so much, uh, brother. And I think uh, yours is the first interview we are doing on. Uh, on this season so what a nice happy uh, incident uh, for our podcast as well and I hope by the end of this podcast our listeners will have you know a a very rare insight into an important celebration as the centenary year so now that being said why is the centenary year so important or why is this milestone even important like 50 years 75 years uh, to elaborate on that, I'll call upon my wonderful co-host, Rinesh. Take it away, man. Thanks a lot, Shishir. And thank you very much for joining us, Worship Brother Mahindra Patel. Uh, I think uh, I'm, I'm not a very big cricket fan, but 
everyone and anyone knows that how 100 runs in a cricketer's life actually matters especially in a cricket match like you've done 100 runs you've contributed 100 runs into the overall thing which is actually happening and that is simply interesting simply important now but the same thing goes for let's say for a 100 meter race like you, the amount of time which you've taken to actually complete that that showcases the agility which you have the dedication which you have the continuous motion which you are actually having let's bring in physics into that motion you are trying your best to achieve that target and imagine you are able to do that without having to stop yourself without having to forget that there is a aim in your life which is to basically make sure that all guys come together and that's the same thing with freemasonry right like all guys have come together the day when the lodge started or the day when that idea was mooted at least right like okay let's come together we need a lodge we took on a date we started we did our first meeting and the first meeting obviously requires a lot of effort and i think she should this gives me an idea we should actually have an episode on when a lodge is actually also formed because that will also showcase us what things go in that but that's just not the part of the story right like afterwards okay the first meeting is done then what then you're looking towards the second meeting or rather all the guys are like okay has my work been done like can i actually just sit and relax no it does not you have to think about the second you have to think about the third meeting every month year on year you actually work dedicatedly towards this and imagine one day you come to know that this year is going to be the 100th year guys 100th year is like okay i don't want to do maths right now look but imagine of all the meetings which you have done every month on month certain emergency meetings or maybe some offshoot meetings you would have done where you know god imagine coming and standing in that year and saying this year we have completed 100 years it's a matter of pride and there are very few lodges who actually can come up and proclaim that yes they have completed 100 years we have lodges who have completed 150 years we have lodges who have completed 200 years even 250 years but I have got the opportunity today or rather I should say Shishir and I have got the opportunity today to talk about a lodge which completed 100 years recently and that is why a centenary year in a lodge is simply amazing very eloquently put Rinesh and you know as you say that and I'm sure even Mahinder would be agreeing to this it brings a sense of pride you know especially when it's a lodge that I personally belong to and you know i've given my time and effort into that and i've seen the time and effort by the brethren of the lords senior or junior come forward and really contribute and make the celebration a success not only that but also as a run up to that and i'm sure when we come to uh, mahinder on that part he will elaborate a little more so i won't give away too much or steal his thunder uh, but i'll jump into one important part i'll talk about in very brief the salient points from the history of our lodge now listeners when we have such celebrations uh, what the lodge does out of several other things is that they give out something called a souvenir essentially it's a book wherein we capture a lot of different kinds of information now i was just going through our book and we have almost not almost like more than 30 pages which covers a lot of important milestones in the lodge's history covering a hundred years it is a testament believe me a testament to all those brethren throughout those hundred years who you know diligently made notes of all these and also a testament to the brethren 
who are part of the lodge today who sat down went back into those old books and brought forth these points it would have been lost to history but thankfully uh, because of the wonderful record keeping exercises of our brethren throughout the ages we have more than 30 pages of all kinds of information it is a treasure trove so from that let me read a few lines from the lodge's history Lord Star of the South was inaugurated on the 15th of December 1921 under a provincial warrant granted by the Lords of Scotland. The lodge was registered as number 1290 on the rolls of the Grand Lodge of Scotland. Details for the first meeting are appended to this survey. The regular charter dated 4th May 1922 was received later in an emergent meeting held on 14th February 1923. So if you pay close attention to the dates you will see that something happened in 1921 and then we got one piece of paper back in 1923 uh keep in mind guys we are talking about the early 1900s things were still like even today things are done by paper but back then uh if you notice the lords has a scottish origin so the paperwork had to literally travel from scotland come to india So there's you know obviously a lot of travel involved and it's not something where you can just fax or send an email pdf right someone had to put in signatures type it out in scotland ship it to india and that is where you see such a huge difference in dates but that does not mean the lord should wait for the paper and then hold meetings right the lord started in its due course paper took its own time and we got it the bottom line is the efforts of a few people Has has resulted in a lodge that stands strong today. Uh, on that note, um, I would also like to talk about uh, one other important thing, which is crucial for not just a lodge to survive, but even Freemasonry. What I'm talking about is having relationships among other lodges, having amity with other lodges, cross pollination, what what have you. You might want to call it, uh, but. Our lodge, Star of the South, has maintained very cordial relationships with the lodges in Bangalore, uh, like Southern Brotherhood, which is an English Constitution lodge, then uh, Lodge Gibbs, which happens to be a, a Scot Scottish Constitution lodge. Even though the origin of our lodge was having Scottish Constitution, which later moved into Indian, and we'll talk about that as well. But nevertheless, having a, a relationship, having that. you know a uh, camaraderie among brethren from different lodges was something key uh, to our lodge uh, i would like to read again an excerpt from the centenary on 1910 1922 the worshipful master officers and members of lodge southern brotherhood 3311 paid an official friendly visit to this lodge and with lodge gibbs there was a standing uh, invitation that the lord gibbs had given to our lords and there was a line in the summons of lord starrell south which said brethren are reminded of the standing invitation from lord gibbs uh, so that kind of shows how you know maintaining such good relationships helps along the way and even today we have very good relationship with all the you know lodges in bangalore uh, on that note now i will shift to something which is uh, quite interesting and i will hand it over to renesh to talk about a little more on the kind of relationships our lodges had renesh over to you 
Hey, uh, Sushil, like as you mentioned, right? I just remembered one thing, and uh, I was fortunate enough to actually attend your uh, centenary celebration, and I have, and I'm glad that I actually attended because obviously I got a book, which was the souvenir book, uh, because I am, uh, I, I literally hold these books and all, and I realized on uh, one of the section, it kind of says. The lodge was empowered to meet under the constitution and laws of the Grand Lodge of Scotland by a provisional warrant granted by the most worshipful Grand Master of all Scottish Freemasonry in India. Uh, listeners, that is what it used to be called at that point of time, all Scottish Freemasonry in India and Ceylon, because that is where the head, uh, the, the heads used to actually manage. And this was basically given back on first uh, of December, nineteen twenty-one. Uh, by the order of the worshipful master elect H S Mayor, secretary elect. Uh, this was given on December fifteenth, nineteen twenty-one. Now, looking at all these things, right? And obviously, and as you mentioned, Shishir, right from there, uh, back in nineteen ten, nineteen twenty-two, the date which you mentioned of Lord Southern Brotherhood doing paying an official visit. I think that kind of continued for some time because at that time in Bangalore, um, as per my knowledge, there were almost around six to seven lodges. I think two or three of them are no longer in existence, but some of them were still there, and they are still there. Lodge Bangalore, one zero four three under the English Constitution. Uh, Lodge uh, United Services, two seven three five. Lodge Southern Brotherhood, double three double one, which you mentioned. These are the three English lodges which were there at that time. And I too, uh, being a part of United Service, I have actually seen some of these old notes where it kind of mentions that the brethren of United Services visited X Y Z lodge, and in that list. Lost out of the south is also mentioned, and I was wondering, like, did these guys actually have time at that at, at, uh, during that era? And I realized, yes. Imagine you are an English lodge and you're visiting a Scottish lodge, and as you mentioned, right, that whole idea of visiting another lodge and understanding how do they do, what do they do. There are two things. In that way, you obviously get to know more guys. Because otherwise, you, as I always used to tell my uh, brethren in my lodge, we otherwise are frogs in a pond, and we will think that the pond is the world. We need to jump out of that pond and see and explore the world. That means visit another lodge. So even in that time, people actually used to do that. Brethren of uh, Bangalore Lodge, brethren of United Service Lodge, brethren of Southern Brotherhood Lodge, they actually used to come and visit Gibbs. They used to visit Star of the South, and they do that today too. So those guys back in the 1900s. Did exactly what we are doing today. The idea would have been a little different, but still, the underlying factor is: it's all about visitation. It's all about knowing, and that's exactly what we love to do. And let me just add on a lighter note, Rish. When you were saying if brethren had time back then, I'm sure they would have had time because IT was not there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It, it literally doesn't suck up your night, at least. Like by coming up and saying, "Two o'clock, there is an escalation. Please get onto a call." I know, man. Seriously, escalations and production issues. My goodness. <laughs> okay, so now changing gears, uh, listeners. So there's one important thing that um, I'm sure this name might ring a bell for, especially our regular listeners. Uh, again, taking an excerpt from the souvenir. The last Grand Master of the Grand Lodge of United Scottish Freemasonry in India and Ceylon, Most Worshipful Brother, uh, Sayyid Raza Ali Khan. uh he was a nawab of rampur and i'm sure if you have been listening to us consistently you will hear this name quite often in some of our old episodes uh he paid an official visit to the lords star of the south um in march of 1958 he was pleased to become a member of this lords and was balloted to do so he continued to be 
the member of Lord Star of the South until March 1960, and that is when uh, he became the first Grand Master of the Grand Lords of India. Now, how cool is that? The first Grand Master was also member of Lord Star of the South back in the day. Uh, Rinish, you want to add a little more to this? I think you anyway covered that point. The reason why I wanted <laughs> to bring this was. Sir Syed Raza Ali Khan, or rather, uh, going with this actual. Uh, by the way, his name is a mouthful with all the titles which he has. But going with the simple one, most worshipful brother, His Highness Sir Syed Raza Ali Khan Bahadur, who was the last Grand Master of the Grand Lodge of United Scottish Freemasons in India and Ceylon, and which uh, she just mentioned that he resigned back in 1960. His resignation was required because he was actually moving on to become the Grand Master of the Grand Lodge of Ancient Free and Accepted Masons of India, which happened back in 1961. But obviously, the work had to start earlier. And during that time, the the idea was that he was the apt person to actually take over the Grand Lodge of India, or rather, to take forward the Grand Lodge of India. So he became the Grand Master back in 1961. So prior to that, any affiliation with all these other lodges, right? They obviously had to move out of the older lodges and move into the Indian lodges, and that is exactly what happened with Lord Star of the South. Now, as you heard, 1960 is when he resigned. During the same time, or rather, just around that time, the idea was generated. Like Grand India needed its own Grand Lodge. It's high time we actually come out of uh, man- getting maintained by the Grand Lodges of England, Scotland, and Ireland, and that idea was unanimously supported by the brethren, or rather by the official authorities of the England, Scotland, and Irish Grand Lodges. So, Lord Star of the South, along with many other lodges, right, took a momentous and unanimous decision to join the Grand Lodge of India, and it was in 1961, the month of November, when the Grand Lodge of India was formed. the entire list of all the lodges based on when they were formed were given to the grand lodge of india and each of these lodges got a roll number so the roll number which uh, lord star of the south had back under the grand lodge of scotland which was 1290212290 became 101 under the grand lodge of india it's it's really interesting that you guys completed a centenary year in 2022 which is literally the 101st year of your existence and your lodge number is 101 that's i i actually kind of uh, really like that allegory and analogy i would say that this is perfect so grand lodge of uh, india was formed lord star of the south became part of the grand lodge of india and today we are talking of the centenary year so how was this journey shishir can you please ask yes. uh, I think I think I should ask you because you were also part of this. You and Worshipful Brother Mahendra Patel to tell our listeners the journey. Exactly, and I would love to. And uh, that point you brought up of one zero one is also kind of interesting. Maybe the stars just aligned. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, as you as you can imagine, guys, um, any kind of celebration, whether it is a, a celebration in your house, you know, maybe. Celebrating the first year uh, of your, you know, kid's birthday or maybe a wedding, it's not a small thing. There are a lot of moving parts, a lot of people to deal with, a lot of work that needs to be done. And you can't just have one person run the show, right? And when it comes to a lodge which has about a hundred eleven people as its uh, members on the rolls, you can imagine that one, uh, you have to make this celebration grand. 
two, you have a lot of people at your disposal, uh, at your disposal of various, you know, degrees of uh, experience, uh, whether through masonry or through life. But you have a lot of people who need to come together. I was humbled, quite literally, when I saw how the lords rallied together. Seniors, juniors, and everyone in between came together to make this thing happen. And on that note. I think it's only fair to now invite our lodge's worshipful master uh, Mahindra Patel to elaborate on how all of these things were planned the run up to you know the the uh, the day of the celebration and how you know the challenging this whole thing was because he was obviously being the master of the lodge uh, he was involved in the thick of things so uh, brother Mahindra please elaborate on this and enlighten us Yes, brother. Uh, it was a great honor that the brethren of Lodge Star of the South, number one zero one, had bestowed upon me to represent them from the East in this momentous period. So, to start off, uh, uh, what we did because we have uh, in our lodge we have a very uh, uh, good thing of a rapport between the seniors and the juniors. We don't feel the difference. So we uh, started. Uh, this in fact this started after post covid period when the lodges were just starting to begin the struggle of getting members back to attend the meeting so it started so we were not very sure how it would go with the centenary celebration because we didn't know how the future would unfold so but we decided uh, ki, uh, the first meeting for the centenary we had was on 29th march 2022 uh, and we uh, invited all the past masters uh, to attend the meeting and we were fortunate enough to have one very senior brethren, right virtual brother Rajaratnam, who has completed 57 years of uh, uh, service to this lodge. He is the only person in a lodge who is seen the 50 year celebration, the 75 year celebration, and now the centenary celebration. And we requested him to chair the centenary committee. And he was kind enough to accept the chair of the as the chairman of the Centenary Celebration Committee. Under his guidance, uh, we decided that all the chairmen of all the committees would be the senior brethren and we would do all the work under the guidance. Uh, by I, I mean the younger brethren would uh, take up all the responsibilities and run the show as per the guidance of the seniors. So according to that, we had a couple of meetings and all that. We made different committees, their heads and all that. And we started the thing that way. We were not very sure how it would unfold. So slowly we started getting things in place. Uh, and uh, uh, luckily, uh, the Grand Lodge of India accepted the invitation of uh, having our meeting on November 5th. And November we chose as such because one of our brethren uh, was completing 40 years in October. So we thought, why not make that a celebration and add a few more uh, uh, items of celebration into our uh, centenary also. So we were lucky enough or fortunate enough that we had four senior brethren who had completed 40 years in Freemasonry and were to be given the 40 years long term, long -term service dwell on this occasion. And six brethren who had completed 25 years uh, to be given the long-term service dwell for 25 years. 
so it started off that way and uh, uh, yes the most important aspect of a uh, 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 like a i would just quote from the souvenir what was written there a line of gold running through the lodge's history since its early years has been its generous devotion to the charity aims of freemasonry it shows the very best of masonic virtue continuing with a large teach a man to fish program as a centrally charity program uh, was to provide an affordable high quality education that creates just and upright citizens in our society so we t- chose a school uh, which uh, served uh, deprived children of uh, good education and uh, we supplied uh, equipment of uh, which uh, uh taught them the montessori way of teaching so that was a charity program we chose because uh, the equipment should last uh, the school probably around 40 to 50 years if properly maintained so with whatever we do in the centenary year should long i mean should last that long so we uh, did the charity program uh, we took it into a uh, pc and uh, it was uh, approved and uh, we went into the logistics to see what uh, and how to provide what things and what are needed and all that and we got that into place also and then uh, the other thing what is uh, the most important part out of the souvenir uh, was the history so we had uh, books from where we referred where we had our 50 year celebrations our 75 year celebrations so that helped us uh, in a lot of records till 75 years so the next 25 years uh, we had the uh, Uh, minutes of the meetings and our summons through which we all went through and came down with the history which is uh, printed and part of the souvenir and uh, since uh, we even believed in uh, in bangalore uh, a lot just known for this jolly good fellows so we believed in good festivity and uh, that uh, after the centenary celebration people generally like when you go to weddings and all that you wouldn't remember the wedding ceremony but you would remember the food what you had after that so we uh, took extra care of the f- uh, food for the fe- uh, festive uh, board what we call it so to line it up and so that everybody could cherish that and remember that for years to come very well put uh, brother mahinder and i can yeah. attest to that because you know after all the celebration and and you know the ceremony uh, when we came down for the festive board uh, everyone was you know in a very happy mood and we had so many visitors actually i think uh, in total it was around 160 if i remember the number correctly that was i think the uh, total yes, attendance i think the, the interesting part is like it's after a very long time that uh, bangalore freemasons hall actually saw that kind of uh, crowd we we by, which by the way uh, listeners we actually don't get that crowd that easily obviously it's not like any other lodge meetings will have our, our usual crowd of around 25 35 45 types maximum uh installation meetings will obviously have around 100 to 120 30 uh centenary celebration and the best part uh, was obviously it was a saturday so some of us were definitely free and not having our usual work we really wanted to relax and i think that day came out to be perfect and as uh, the start of the episode we mentioned right it was the festive se- it, the festive season is going on in india 
kind of taking a break from the festivities we wanted to just come i think and that's exactly the, the day just came by to us thanks thank you very much lost star the south for yeah. making sure that this happened at the right time at the right hour and i just want to get in back to i forgot to add one uh, very important aspect of our centenary celebration uh, was uh, to uh, have a plate put up at the lodge uh, to note down the data of what the centenary uh, like uh, to commemorate the uh, centenary uh, plague thing in that uh, many of them said the master's name had to be put in uh, to say who was the master during that time but uh, few of the senior brethren who supported me on an aspect which i got up is like why should my name be there it is fortunate and privileged to be the master for the centenary year that in itself was a big thing and i didn't want to take it f- further and we put it in a point saying if my name had to be there there had to be masters of the last 99 years also to be there because if not for them and all the brethren our lord wouldn't have been seeing this day so we, it was agreed that the master's name would not be there on the plate and it would be the lord's name and the grandmaster and the regional grandmaster who would come down and unveil the plate yeah and, yes, and uh, j- just to add to that point right like and just for our listeners see this plaque which we actually keep and uh, that is something which is our way of uh, showcasing that we have done we have completed a certain thing it's it's, it's like any other like the way we talk about a cornerstone which is kept or a capsule time capsule which is kept this is something similar to that now obviously what do we add we obviously add the lodge name we add the day the date of the warrant when it started when exactly this plaque is actually being installed all that we have definitely do and it's a common tradition to ensure that all the details are actually mentioned of the year in which this is being ended and that's exactly the idea all about and i really like it i i really uh, like the thought process uh, worshipful brother mahendra patel that we are standing on the shoulders of our uh what should i say ancestors uh if not for them i don't think i would have had a shoulder to look up to or stand on to or step on to what whatever you want to say and without them it's like you are showcasing me to be the most important person for today just undermines the factor that what made me which is my 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 ancestors or rather my uh, people be- before me who had come and actually made this institution that amazing and that is why it's always important to remember all of them and which is exactly what you did in your souvenir you mentioned all the people all those interesting bits and pieces which was i should say commendable that's something which i think every lodge does it not denying that and listeners it's not like we are trying to showcase that this lodge is special and they did it every lodge actually does it and so it's a humble request to every listener and especially masons here who are listening to us if you ever get the opportunity to attend a 50 year celebration a centenary celebration or even a 25 year celebration forget 25 men if you actually get to even see one year being completed on freemasonry by a lodge appreciate them support them they need your support visit them once in a while we are not expecting you to keep a calendar and just do this every other time like oh they are having a meeting every month i will go and meet every month and i will forego my responsibilities not required what i would say is balance it out try to see how many lodges are in your area or in your city see if you are able to move there especially 
uh, considering many people actually travel for work see if you are able to attend a lodge meeting in the other location it will be an interesting uh, eye opener for you uh, but by the way in that note i would like to actually ask you guys one very interesting point uh the book obviously the souvenir which i got and i have been seeing this for uh, i said n number of days right now there was an interesting logo which was actually created for the centenary for 100 years and i kind of felt that has a lot of meaning which is what we freemasons love to do when it comes to symbols and uh, designs um and that is exactly what i would like the listeners to actually get to see and i'm pretty sure we will be we will be putting that image in our uh, logo uh, sorry in the episode logo itself so everybody will get to see that so shishir if you could please care to elaborate sure anish and uh, yes the thumbnail for this podcast episode is already designed and that logo is square center on that thumbnail so look look out for that So let me read out the official explanation behind the centenary logo of our lodge. It goes as follows. The logo for our lodge centenary celebrations is a golden laurel wreath signifying the golden 100 years encircling the blue star, symbolic of our lodge star of the south and color of our lodge blue. Surmounting the laurel wreath is the masonic square and compass within a rosette and the letter g in the middle all of which are masonry's globally acknowledged emblem the ribbon at the bottom carrying the year of consecration 1921 and the centenary year 2021 the mention of the lodge's glorious 100 years is made peculiarly to depict the two zeros of the 100 as infinity symbolic of time wishing our lodge to continue its masonic best for so long as time shall exist 100 to infinity the lodge's crest is lodge star of the south number 101 under the grand lodge of india so with that folks it comes to towards an end of this episode i truly hope that you know this episode gives you a, a rare glimpse into uh, you know a, a milestone into a lodge's history its present and its positiveness towards the future uh, i would like to sincerely thank all the brethren of lord sir of the south for coming together to make this happen all the visitors who came in to share our joy and of course the deputations from the regional grand of southern india as well as uh, the grand lords of india and also last but not the least uh, our worshipful master mahindra patel for agreeing to appear in our episode uh, and to give his thoughts behind how the celebration went so thank you so much again brother mahindra patel uh, if you could maybe say a few words about how you felt about uh, you know coming on our show and sharing your thoughts thank you uh, uh, dear brother shishir and worshipful brother rinesh hegde to have been uh, to invited me to your this special episode to cover the 100 years of our lodge star of the south number 101 and at a time like this we do not merely look back but we look forward to a radiant future for lodge star of the south number 101 on grand lodge of india or any other freemason lodge i i wish the present and future brethren of lodge star of the south number 101 of grand lodge of india and every freemason brother every success in future years i would say do not go where the path may lead 
instead go where there is no path and leave a trail never over never under but always on the level thank you wow beautiful very well put brother mindal so with that folks we come to an end thank you so much for tuning in until next time this is shishir signing off and this is vinish thank you and that's a wrap we thank you for your time and hope that we have been able to present to you the true light of masonry in yet another way please continue to watch out for more episodes from the ashlers by subscribing to our channel on most of the popular podcasting platforms links are in the show notes and also feel free to email us at the ashlers podcast at gmail.com your encouragement is what keeps us motivated above all as proud hosts of india's first and only free masonic podcast we wish you all the very best and until next time the ashlers signing off